0: You're listening to the Washington Weekly Review, I'm the Southeast Iowa Union's Kalen McCain. It's the week of November 4, 2023. Our local stories this week feature public health overtime, a Westchester fire, and Washington City Council candidates. That's coming up right after the big picture. Southeast Iowa bow hunters last month found themselves stumbling across an unsettling sight. Deer bodies were scattered across properties, usually close to the water, with no visible injuries. Experts say the cause was a virus called EHD that affects the animals. The disease has been tallied 111 times in Henry County alone as of Monday, more than twice the usual statewide count. In Washington County, Dutch Creek Township's Larry Cutterback said the pathogen had devastated local herds.
1: From my place, every evening before this, I could look any direction and see deer. Any direction. But, you know, it might, might only be 12 or 15, but I can do that now and not see a single one.
0: Washington County Conservation Director Zach Rosmus said the disease was spread by an insect called a noceum, which thrives after droughts. New cases of the virus likely stopped when freezing weather killed off the bugs earlier this week. Still, he expects the reports to keep coming in.
1: And they're finding these animals, but really it's the tip of the iceberg because I think that oftentimes when you see this,
0: not until Iowa's gun season, when you have a lot more people out specifically walking into the timber or walking creek beds, that's when we'll get a lot of calls where people will be like, uh, they they walked maybe a mile into a property doing a deer drive and they found, you know, 20, 30 dead deer right along a creek bed or something along those lines. But my phone's been going off nonstop uh, with individuals reaching out to me about where they're finding them. Iowa DNR forest wildlife biologist Jim Coffey said it was one of the state's worst years for EHD. Still, he doesn't expect it to have a widespread impact on deer counts.
1: And in many cases, that population will be back to where it was now in two to three years. So people get worried because they think their deer are devastated, and then we're going to over-harvest them, and they'll never have deer back again. And that has not been the case in any place where we've ever had EHD in the past. In fact, most of those, again, within three, two to three years are back to, to, to populations that people don't even notice that there was an EHD
0: outbreak. That's the big picture. Stay tuned for the local news right after the break. For more information, go to ToddHahnConstruction.com. That's T-O-D-D-H-A-H-N-Construction.com. Washington County Public Health members may soon double their hourly rate during emergency overtime. The potential policy change was pitched at a Board of Health meeting last week. Public Health Director Emily Tokheim said she didn't expect the potential new rule to come up often, but argued it could be essential to motivate staff. Again, this isn't something that um, we hope it doesn't happen, but we also look at how many times um, we had to have employees work well over time during COVID to provide the necessary response, or um, in many other events, we could need those employees to come back, and we would we would want them to come back Willingly. <laughs> the suggestion mirrors a similar request from the ambulance department approved by county supervisors last month. Tokheim said she realized it was a different circumstance, but encouraged the board to consider something similar for public health employees. I understand they they are on a different rotation, they are on a different schedule, but I think it's felt across all healthcare departments. Um, and, and I think if there's things that we can put in place that hopefully we don't have to use, I think we can you know, discuss it. We can we can think about it. County Supervisor Jack Seward, Jr., also a Board of Health member, suggested the policy could help prevent burnout. To make it worthwhile, especially for a service, it has to be around, on call, and on duty 24-7, 365. Um, this is what we felt we had to do to keep people in position to respond when needed. A fire on the night of October 28 has displaced a family in Westchester. Wellman Fire Chief Trevor Owens said the home was heavily damaged.
1: I don't really know what an insurance company considers a house to be a total loss, um, but there was pretty significant damage.
0: City officials said the Red Cross was organizing aid for the family, but did not identify them. This Tuesday is Election Day in Washington. All three candidates for the city council are running unopposed. While council members Isla Ernest and Millie Youngquist seek re-election, Patrick Morgan is the only newcomer on the ballot. A member of the former Parking Advisory Committee, he's running to represent Ward 1. Morgan said a top priority for the city should be making the council feel more approachable.
1: Essentially, there shouldn't be animosity between the citizens and the the city and how we structure and do things. I think it should be clear-cut. I would like to work in the stance of, does it necessarily have to happen at a council meeting? Why don't we step away from that and actually go visi- visibly see or sit together separately? And I, and I know there's, um, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen today, but we need to do more of that.
0: The candidate said he'd keep an open-door policy to stay in touch with constituents.
1: Um, I have no problem sharing my phone number, email, however individuals want to speak. They want to set up time with me at night. Um, I can sometimes be flexible. Maybe it's just a a quick time over the noon hour, whatever works for them. I want to make sure that I'm as open to individuals as I can be.
0: That's the local news. We'll be back with the best news I've heard all week right after this. Hey, unless you're one of our two unexplained listeners on other continents, you've probably been to Washington before. That means you've probably heard of Dodici's. That means you've probably heard of the three-part lunch special they've got for $12.12. You're likely also familiar with the three-course dinner special for twenty-one twelve, dollars And you've surely caught wind by now of half-off bottles of wine on Thursdays. But when's the last time you ate there? Lately, Dodici's has upgraded their outdoor seating, and they've added wine flights. Don't worry, if you're not one for new things, it's still as easy as ever to enjoy the beautiful view of Washington's downtown, selection of craft cocktails, and menu full of award-winning Italian cuisine. Thanks to Cafe Dodici for sponsoring the Washington Weekly Review. And now, the best news I've heard all week. The Ainsworth Opera House will show a screening of 1923's The Hunchback of Notre Dame on November 14. This silent film, however, will be backed by a live, seven-piece soundtrack. The music was composed by Nicolas Sidorov and Jean-Francois Charles. Both of the musicians from France will also play in the band. The accompaniment was commissioned by film scene in Iowa City, but Charles said he was insistent on showing it at the Ainsworth Opera House, where he'd attended an event before.
1: We love to connect with people uh, we're working with. So first of all the musicians and also the audience. And um, what I remember when I came as an audience member uh, to Edinburgh Opera House uh, to see one show organized by Max Sass. And uh, is, is that it was not a show where you just anonymously enter the concert hall, watch it go uh, and leave and it was a community event where we could chat (laughs) and we could uh, uh, chat with the musicians afterwards and ask questions and even before and um, even uh, actually the meal you know what we say in France because after all we are French so the fact that um, Michael Zass organizes that with a meal uh, in, in France, uh, the meal is a very important uh, part of uh, culture as well. So, you know, it's, it's where we, 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 we discuss and we meet.
0: Washington County film historian Michael Zaws said the soundtrack added depth to the silent film. The music is the speaking, yeah. so you, you identify the silent actors with the music, which we don't have to do as much now as what yeah. we then. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a product of the Southeast Iowa Union. You can support it by sharing a link with a friend or by buying an ad. Call 319-653-2191 to do just that. A quick programming note, there will be no show next week due to some scheduling conflicts with the election. In the meantime, we've got a pretty cool paper you can check out if you want to stay in the loop. That's all for now. This has been the Washington Weekly Review. I have been Kalen McCain. Have a great week.